0: Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. My brothers and sisters, how many times have you asked yourself this question? I wonder what God's will for my life is. Now how many times have you asked yourself that question and been left wondering, no certainty? Whenever I read this passage from Romans I always think of a documentary, a documentary, and I think I preached about this before, I can't remember, I hope not. But I always think of this documentary too when people ask me what is God's will for their lives. Now this documentary is, t- is titled, A Bit of Knowledge. And the story is about a man who is absolutely certain, without question, that he has proven Einstein's theory of relativity wrong. His idea, this man, was that E equals mc squared is flawed. That Albert Einstein, though he was a smart guy, he got it dead wrong. And consequently, the entire corpus of modern physics, everything mathematical that hinges on the truth of Einstein's energy equivalency formula, is therefore wrong. So this man... He reckoned that he stood to correct the entire academic world. He reckoned he stood to rethink how we do math and how we think about things. He reckoned he stood to free the world from wrong conceptions about how it works. Now, this man was so convinced that he had done this that he talked to his wife, got her permission to take a year sabbatical from his own work, with her only working, and to dedicate himself to proving his theory, proving Albert Einstein wrong. And so he did. His wife working, him in his basement, day in, day out, drafting a paper that proves E equals MC squared is wrong. Now, at the end of this year, he emerged from his basement. And he called a journalist. He called a journalist to help him get the word out that he had rethought physics, that he had figured out how the universe works. Now, this was a young journalist, and the journalist was amazed. He'd never heard anything like this before. Was it possible? So excited, he began to help him. But very soon on, they got into problems. They could not find a professional physicist who would even bother to take the time to open the folder that contained the paper. Now, surprisingly, brothers and sisters, things of this nature are very common. There are people who, on a very regular basis, believe that they have made earth-shattering discoveries that change the way humanity thinks. So after some searching, a lot of searching, a lot of different universities, this man and the excited journalist finally found a physics professor who agreed to take the time to read the paper. And the reply of the physics professor was this, man, I wish you would have come to me a whole lot sooner before you took a whole year off. You got just about everything wrong. Now this man who is an intelligence man, he hadn't done one terrible thing. He had mistaken mass and inertia for energy and was using wrong equations based on incorrect assumptions. So wrong equations based on incorrect assumptions. So now the journalist was beginning to feel a little embarrassed and he investigated further. And it turns out the man who sought to prove E equal M C squared had never even taken a physics class. He had never been to college. He was an extraordinarily intelligent man, but he'd never taken a class in physics. He taught himself the basics But he did not have the tools to speak the language he was trying to change. And so this man ended up way off the mark. And instead of proving the physics community wrong, this man actually proved that it it is necessary to be dedicated to education and painstaking research and study when we are trying to advance things. So think about that. If a really intelligent man can go into his basement for an entire year of his life certain he understands the universe how easy is it for us to discern the will of god for our lives or how easy is it rather to get it wrong it turns out this man is not alone and that many people throughout time have had the same ideas about not physics but about discerning god's will as well i've heard many times that you can find god more clearly on the golf course at the beach Listening to music in your backyard, doing anything but coming to church. I have heard it said that you can discern God's will better outside of the church than in it. And working outside the system, I have found many people who believe they have had breakthroughs that will change the world. They have gained knowledge in far-flung places that is privileged but to a few. Knowledge that most people throughout time and history have been blind unto. So I give you St. Paul. I appeal to you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That is your spiritual worship. So according to old St. Paul, we are asked, we are required to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. And then in that process of becoming a living sacrifice, in that process our minds are transformed to the will of god so once we become a living sacrifice to god and enter into that our minds are transformed now to expound on this idea a bit that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifice to god let us think back to the old testament and in the old testament sacrifices holocaust were presented at the temple faithful jewish people would come from miles around bringing with them or purchasing when they got there bulls and rams and doves and all other sorts of animals and they would give those to the temple priests who would kill that sacrifice on the altar of the temple atoning for sins making peace and offering thanksgivings to god almighty now paul turns this notion on its head if you will or he brings into it Jesus Christ, the great sacrifice for our sins. And the sacrifice Paul now speaks of is ourselves. And it's where we get a beautiful, wonderful prayer in right One. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee. So instead of killing an animal as in the days of the Old Testament, our very lives become a sacrifice to God. We are to present our bodies for worship, to conform ourselves to a worship that is patterned after what we know of heaven, what God has revealed to us as heaven, and to worship God in the wisdom and truth of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us the old world has passed away and the kingdom of God has begun with the resurrection of Jesus Christ so we are not to concern ourselves with matters of the world we are not to be conformed to the world which is dying whether we're rather we're to be conformed to faith in Jesus Christ and his kingdom now for Paul and this is very important the kingdom of God is found in the church in her worship and in her fellowship but not only for Paul for the fathers of the church and for, for the first two millennia, the kingdom of God is found in the church, her worship and fellowship. So, to be able to discern the will of God, we must be a part of those things. That means that we must dedicate ourselves to a life lived within the church. And that, brothers and sisters, means coming to church when she gathers for worship. Making that a priority. That means participating in the life of prayer prescribed and upheld and practiced by the church. That means praying at home with the family, morning, noon, evening, and night, offering prayers throughout the day. It is said that prayer is not an activity we engage in. Prayer is a state of being, a state of being in which we commune with God. We conform to God. And we're also asked to offer up our talents and gifts to the community of the church. And conversely, the hardest part for us southerners is to accept the gifts of others who offer them to the church. Now Paul gives us several examples, but not an exhaustive list by any means. Serve the poor and needy. Teach, preach, exhort. Faithful giving, supporting the community of the church through financial means giving aid to the poor, engaging in acts of mercy. Now, these things Paul tells us to do point to ways we are to offer ourselves to God. And through this offering oblation and through the reception of the gifts of others, you and I, we live more fully into Christ. We conform ourselves to Christ. Now, if you're keeping score... That means a lifetime of dedication and involvement is a way of life that is offered to God in the community. That is how you conform yourself to God. So needless to say, there's no magic trick by which we can determine the will of God. We can't crack some code or bypass some system and determine what is best for our lives. Though many have tried, many have failed. Next time... You think about the will of God for your life. Remember that poor fellow who was intelligent, mind you, who instead of committing himself to learning and education and standing on the shoulders of others, thought he could act out thought he could act outside the community of mathematicians, thought he could act outside of the academy, and knew he could discover the thing, the secret. The secret. Of how things work in the universe brothers and sisters he ended up no closer to the answer at the end of his struggle than when he had begun how much harder for us But on the other hand if we offer our lives as a living sacrifice to God if we day by day week after week year after year offer ourselves again and again to God and to the church if we commit ourselves to prayer and to the sharing of our gifts, whatever they be, we will grow more and more into Jesus Christ. And the more and more we grow into Jesus Christ, and the more and the more we live into the community of the church, the better we will be able to discern the will of God against the conforming of the world. And in this day and age, there's nothing more important than that. So although it takes hard work and dedication, although it is not magic, nor is it easy, we can, if we endeavor, know God. We can, if we wish, commune with God. We can, if we desire, live into the kingdom of heaven. And I ask you, who would not want to live more and more into Jesus Christ? Who would not want to be able to answer the question for themselves, What is the will of God for my life? It is found here. It is found in a life of prayer. And it is found in becoming a living sacrifice. So let us conform our lives to Christ and become living sacrifices. That we may know God's will for our life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.